You're listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. You can follow along in your book. You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. That our contest, I won $500 in prizes. That's great, mijo. And with the baby coming and everything, the money will come in half. In essence. Okay, hello. Part two. Part episode two. I'm slowly bringing this song down so we don't hit the uh, the lyrics. Here, so you hear it? That is all the master fader that I'm doing. La Bamba and Bear vs. Shark. We're slowly <laughs> defining my life. <laughs> I went and got that um, that clip because we talked about it last week. And I was trying to think of more movie clips that that, that defined our lives. Oh, God, kids. that's endless. But yeah, I know. But that was the first one that I could think of. We could probably get probably about an hour's worth off of UHF <laughs> for sure. Well, maybe uh, well, maybe that'll be the formula for right now is we'll like do a movie clip into the bear versus shark until somebody uh, sues us or I don't, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. <laughs> that's already, I think yeah. you can play movie clips. You just can't play the whole movie. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to play a movie clip. I have no idea. All the movies you love, like probably 80% of the people are dead anyway, so we're good. <laughs> well, Lou Diamond Phillips again. See, <laughs> I, we should say Lou Diamond Phillips at least once an episode. And I, Lou Diamond Phillips is alive, so I don't know if he has any like rights to that movie, but he might come looking for us. And and as we learned last week, last episode, that uh, Bob is still alive. Real Bob well. is alive and probably collecting royalties from his likeliness or whatever they call it. You know, speaking of our childhood, okay, I got a quiz for you. Let me see. Uh, let me see how this comes out. For me or the public? No, for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tell me what... Let me see if we could hear this. Tell me what video game... I shouldn't even told you video. Well, you're gonna know it's a video game. Tell I'm me gonna wh- get it. You know, I'm gonna get it. You're gonna know. You're gonna get this. Yeah, I'll get it. Okay, ready? See how quick you can get it. This is the selection screen. Come on, tell me you don't remember this. Keep thinking. It's gonna keep going. The first thing that popped in my head was that cheesy wrestling game where you pick. This is the about to go into the screen. Oh, Micro Machines. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude, Micro Machines was the greatest game ever. And I was think I was thinking back on our childhood before and I and I that I mean you didn't play video games a lot. You weren't like a big video no, game. No, Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, right. But we used to play I mean, I guess even until we were like uh and we were like teenagers and shit. We would still play Nintendo, smoke a joint, and play Micro Machines. And I was looking for it, and I heard those sounds. And two things: one, I was shot right back to wow. And then two, I was like, "Fuck, I gotta, I gotta find and play Micro Machines." That might be the best, might be the best video game ever made, but definitely the best racing game ever made. I actually looked for it once because I, I had, I still had Nintendo. And I looked for Micro Machines, and it was like. 80 bucks and i was like fuck that shit you know what i mean i'm not gonna spend 80 bucks on micro machines but i wish i did you point. don't have it i think i might have it what did nintendo I, or did, micro machines itself? Uh, both but i think i uh, have micro machines that'd be awesome did i end up with your nintendo tapes i have no idea yeah i remember micro machines was like a gold tape yeah right oh uh, was it yeah because that's one of the ones that had like memory in it like zelda or something like that uh, i don't know yeah i don't know either anyway that that was my so i yeah. just wanted to know those boards were awesome with the breakfast table and the pool table pool table and uh there was something like mechanic like some with oil spills oh yeah and you would get all slow in that no the breakfast table is when you would get all slow, slow with in the, the milk, uh, the milk <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or but what, yeah, you got slow in like the oil slicks. Or I, what I always call like, molasses. I call everything molasses in video <laughs> oh, yeah. games, even though they've never once to use molasses. Like in uh, Toe Jam and Earl when they have the quicksand. Oh my God, Toe Jam and Earl. I, I, th- that's not a memory for me because I, I will still play that regularly. You still have that? Uh, yeah, I have it. Yeah, I would course. love to play Toe yeah, Jam yeah. and Earl. I, that's, I'll never beat that game. 
<laughs> yeah, you can beat it. I can't. It's just different every time. I I've can't. beaten it because at the end, then you, what you do is you just walk around your home area, Funkatron. Not Funkatron. Yeah, was it Funkatron? It was Funkatron. And everything's all purple and like weird looking. And then you just walk by and people are like, "Hey, what's up?" Hey, I what's thought up? the I thought the ending board was the same as when you fall off the first board and end up in that hot tub with the two chicks and you're tittering and chattering. <laughs> Oh, no, the secret board? I don't know what that was. Yeah. You're just in a hot tub and like you're just hanging out with Earl and there's like a hot tub and a porta potty and you just walk around. I think there's nothing on it except that. N- yeah. But no. that game was awesome. Yeah. I love Toy Jam and Earl. I, I didn't mean to talk video games. I just wanted to see if you remember that since we've been talking about our childhood together. That was a big part of it. So we're in your um we're in your room today doing yeah. this. Yeah. It's a uh, little room. In your apartment and uh in New Jersey. It's nice. First time I've ever been in here. It's all right for the time being. Got some of your artwork on the walls. Yeah. Look, I got the McGillicuddy sign. Oh, yeah. The McGill- you remember that story, right? Yeah. So we, uh, so for people listening at home, when we were in the band and we were on the road, what, where were we? What state were we in? That was Melbourne, Florida. We were in Melbourne, Florida, apparently, and we were playing a... Was that when we played in that movie theater? Yeah, it was like that old school movie theater with like 100 bands. And we were set up all throughout the theater. And there was bands were playing at the same time, but there were so many bands that, you know, there was... And there was millions of kids there. That's oh, yeah, I remember that. I so it, it was it was actually pretty cool. Uh, and I, I don't know if anybody, anybody in Florida is going to listen to this or remember this place. I don't even know if they did that regularly there. That might have been like a one-off. But it was like an old movie theater that wasn't being used for movies anymore. It was like a multiplex. Like you would see, like you, you would go in and then... It was a cool setup, though. Was, yeah, that's what I mean. Because what they did is they had shows going on in each of the theaters. Yeah. So you could literally yeah, you but bought there was no seats. It was all wide. they took all the seats out, I guess, and it was all wide open. Yeah, every right. Room. And so, that they like I guess they put a bar in there where the concessions used to be. Right. So you would you would basically you would buy a ticket and then you could go in and go into any show and there were shows going on at the same time. So like while we were playing, there was like three other bands playing in different rooms that would have you know movie theater rooms or whatever. Yeah, yeah that was pretty that cool. Was awesome. So, yeah, so you stole this shit, huh? Yeah, there was uh, so many kids at the show. I mean, we decided the second we walked in that we were taking that thing. We set, we set our merch table up right in front of it, and, you know, we were like, the second uh, this show's over, we're taking it. Because it says McGillicuddy's on it, and, like, who in their life has not used the term McGillicuddy, whether you're talking about a girl with big tits or, like, well, someone you I was going to say, tits and McGillicuddy. Yeah, somebody's a... always a McGillicuddy in one way or another. Wait, are there more McGillicuddies than just t- The only time <laughs> I've ever heard it was tits McGillicuddy. There's a tits McGillicuddy, but, I mean, I don't know any McGillicuddies offhand, but... I don't think there's an ass McGillicuddy. I'm, <laughs> like, no one says there's an ass McGillicuddy. Nah, nah, it doesn't sound right. But... Chicks don't look at dudes and be like, that's a dick McGillicuddy. <laughs> Maybe they do. Maybe. I don't know. I don't run in those circles. But there's McGillicuddy's out there. It's a common thing. Everyone says it, but, you know, we wanted that the second we saw it. So we set our merch table up right in front of it. I think you wanted it because it never came It never came home. With the, I don't think it was a band decision to swipe something. We weren't, we weren't, just so people at home know this, we weren't like a band of thieves that went around <laughs> no, and stealing no, no, things. No. It was um, a special case with I think we stole two things in our whole career as a band. One being the McGillicuddy mirror sign thing that we're looking at here. Which is nice, by the way. McGillicuddy menthol mint schnapps is the thing. Yeah, the doctor. It's actually getting pretty... They have that shit on tap at bars now. Schnapps on tap? Yeah, I see. it's like chilled. and it's like They do the same thing with that that they do with Jaeger. Oh, Jaegermeister? Yeah. It's a digestif. I couldn't tell you. I Last time I drank schnapps, I had to be, I don't know, 13 years old. Like, who drinks yeah. schnapps in real life? Like blackberry or pe- peach. That's nasty. Yeah. But, you know, the name is cool. So then we stole that, and then we stole the... Um, the Miller Lite cart. Yes, the Miller Lite cart. That was kind of awesome. Right. That was the way we got... We snuck into... Uh, well, we didn't sneak in because we were playing. But <laughs> I was, was going to say. It was the way we... Because they ran out of, like, uh, setups for the merch tables, I guess. Is that what happened? Why did we take that thing? Uh, I think we just wanted it for our own merch table. for So, like, a mobile merch table for other uh, shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, there was there. So, basically, what we're talking about um, is the, uh, like, if you go someplace and they'll they'll have, like, the, the mobile beer set up. So, it's just basically a big-ass cooler of beer. And then, you, you know, and then you just go there and it's just filled with ice and there's beer in there. And you just give them, like, they would have outside of concerts or, like, ball games or something like that. And it said Miller Lite. And it's on wheels. And it's like, you know, the size of it. It's pretty deep. It's like a really big cooler or whatever. So I don't know. I guess we thought we would take it and uh, 
and bring it home and then we would put our merch all in it and then just roll it all into you know put a grillers uh it worked which, really which good which is too. the name of our band but do we ever even use it the only thing i remember we you- used it at the skate and surf we you know th- we got in we like went on the elevator we brought up through the elevator and we just wheeled it over and i remember we sat right up next to equal vision because uh I remember. Oh, see, we were next to Equal Vision, so Equal Vision, please don't sue us for that. Oh, yeah, oh, damn. But uh, yeah, maybe they hated us. Maybe I remember like... uh, me and Mark. The me and Mark. Mark had some weed, like he always did, because he's a hippie. Mark was our uh, our bass player, who now resides where, like in uh, in the trees in North Carolina. <laughs> I think he's in Asheville. I think he's a little bit more. I don't. Know, he might, I don't know if he's living in a tent or whatever, but. He was he lives he off was, the fat of the land. Yeah, he was <laughs> big time hippie. Yeah, he was a big hippie. Yeah, right, so he had weed. But yeah, he had weed, and uh, we smoked with uh, Jake, the keyboard player from Motion City Soundtrack, underneath the Equal Vision table. Because I remember we because we had that Miller Lite banner, or our banner, so we put it over us, and we just puffed underneath it, like in the middle of the hallway at Convention <laughs> Hall. It was pretty awesome. This yeah, at Convention Hall in Asbury Park. Um, which is a pretty big venue if you're not from New Jersey. It was it was cool. It was, uh, it, and I don't know if people listen to this uh, are familiar with the Skate and Surf series. And then it turned into... What it turned into? Bamboozle. Bamboozle, yeah. yeah. And then I think it went back to Skate and Surf. They did a Skate I and Surf. I think for like one year. Yeah. Or something. When, I, I don't even know what they do anymore. When we were an active band, we played a few of those. Uh, which was pretty cool. But back to McGillicuddy, because the way we swiped it was so sweet. Oh, sorry. Because we planned on taking it at the end of the show and everyone was packing up, you know, nonchalant. Because, you know, usually those things are screwed right into the wall. You know what I mean? There's no taking it out. And me and uh, me and Tom peeked behind it and it's just like hanging on a thumbtack. And I was like, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the place was so huge and there was so many bands playing. It got to the point where we filled the capacity limit. Right? That's why they pulled the fire alarm. Because we filled the capacity limit. Because someone pulled the fire alarm and everyone got the boot. <sighs> Yeah, see, remember that? again, you have such a better memory <laughs> of, all, of anything than I do. I do not remember this at all. Well, I'm I'm surprised I remember the movie theater. <laughs> what I'm remembering is uh, there was too many kids. They pulled the fire alarm, and me and Tom looked right at each other, and we both just snagged it off the wall and uh, put it on our wheelie, probably on the Miller Lite cart. <laughs> we put it on something with wheels, probably an amp or something. Just covered it up, wheeled that baby out. And I've been nurturing her ever since. And she's here now. How many yeah. years? Ten years later, I guess. Yeah, 11. 11, 11 years later, yeah. McGillicuddy lives and is on your wall. But it's cool because it's like, you know, it's the mirror, typical bar nostalgia, Dr. McGillicuddy schnapps. But then it has his last will and testament on there, <laughs> which could actually be his last will because it's pretty cool. You know, it's like from the 1800s and, uh, you know, he leaves his, his son, you know, his recipe for his sweet schnapps and his favorite dueling pistol. Oh, shit. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. I wonder if that's, uh, I wonder if his son used that dueling pistol in order to get the schnapps into all the bars. <laughs> and now, now that's the reason that it's chilled. Like, you go into a bar and you're like, uh, and, they're like and they're like, you should try the McGillicuddy's. It's, we got it on, and you're like, why do you have McGillicuddy on ice? And they're like... I don't want to get that dueling pistol. <laughs> yeah, he whipped out the dueling pistol, told him he was going to put them on ice for a while, and they got the wrong idea and put the schnapps on ice. I wonder if there's still a McGillicuddy family, and if there is, is there any women in the McGillicuddy family that have big tits? <laughs> oh, my and God. Is that where it came from? Because I've heard other people use that term. You used to use it all the time, yeah. but I've, I've heard people like uh, like uh, Jim Norton or somebody like that, uh, you know, like famous comedian Jim Norton or whatever, use that term before. So yeah. it's like a... I did, uh, you know, I didn't know that it was like a real thing. And there's a lot of variations to it too, because some people use McGee. You know, I've heard Tits, tits McGee. McGee. Yeah, right. There's I've Tits McGillicuddy. I think there's another one too, but you know, it's always an Irish. It's, <laughs> it's always a Mick. You know, <laughs> I guess you know they usually have the tits or something. I don't know, but it's usually Tits McGee or Tits McGillicuddy or <laughs> Tits Muldoon. I've heard before. <laughs> <laughs> I'd think that was actually someone named Muldoon. <laughs> so I was she say, was. I think you you heard that coming out of your mouth. <laughs> was, I think it was a girl named Muldoon. So she was automatically tits Muldoon due to her tits. <laughs> uh, all right, good good opening there. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> yeah. talk about tits for a while. No doubt. And this thing that we stole, how we were stealing things as a band. Yeah. Which again, I don't want people to think that we were going around stealing things. Nah, what nah. if we What if we played? someplace and then something went missing and there's like a mystery out there and now all of a sudden they're like haha that's where it went. right they're probably still looking for mcgillicuddy that's a, that's a fine quality item right there so unless you're a movie theater in melbourne florida missing your mcgillicuddy or you're the convention hall in asbury park 
<coughs> bartender <laughs> missing a Miller Lite um, cooler. None of the rest was our fault. That those will own up to. We got robbed. Remember when we got robbed? We got robbed in New York. We got our band fund robbed. Oh, we got our band fund robbed. Yeah. Yep, yep. All of I mean, just probably only like five hundred. Yeah, bucks a couple bucks. Yeah, but still, yeah, no, it sucked. I don't know who was working the merch that day. Probably nobody. It was probably just sitting there and someone saw the box. We were trusting. It. There was probably ten people at the show, so we didn't think anything was going to happen. Yeah, it was a small show. It was at that the Cine Club. In downtown New York. I remember it all, baby. Yeah, you do. <laughs> That's why it's nice hanging out with you again, because I'm getting all these memories <laughs> like it was uh, like it was yesterday. I don't, you know, I kind of remember these things, but I couldn't ever tell you. And it's weird living, you know, <clears throat> living and working in the city for the last you know, what, five years or whatever. Like, you know, I would go into these clubs sometimes and I would look around and I'd be like, I think I played here, but I know you know you have no idea, and then everything changes names so quick and everything like that that you really don't have any idea if you've been or or, or even if you've been there for a show. I always got like the Roseland and uh, what's the other big one, the uh, Irving Plaza, Irving Plaza maybe. I always mm-hmm. got those confused. I always got Irving Plaza and Wetlands confused for some reason. I, the Wetlands are the only one that I remember when that that hasn't been around in forever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I remember it because of those propaganda shows. Right. And and that was and that was the club that was like literally right when you came out of the tunnel. Uh you know, you came out of the tunnel and you made a left and it was like right there. So uh, it wasn't like in that the city. I do not remember. Yeah. But I also can't remember what was the club where the lady stole my fake ID? That was the wetlands. That was the yeah. wetlands. Okay. Because you weren't twenty one yet. It was uh it was the propaganda was touring for today's empires, tomorrow's ashes. Really, and I wasn't twenty one yet. No, damn. Yeah, that I think that album yeah. came out in ninety nine or something like that. Really? Yeah, well, have, I, I consider that, that one up. of their like later albums too. You know, <laughs> I guess yeah. that was a while ago. Um, and uh, but yeah, that was totally my fault because I, I when you walk in, you know, it's just like you know this woman sitting at a table. You know, her nickname was probably like Mom. You know, <laughs> like she was the she was the, the like the the matriarch of the uh, yeah, bar. You yeah. know what I mean? Like everybody looked up to her. Like ah, that's just Mom. And behind her is her like wall of like defeat, where she stole everyone's fake IDs. And you know, it's a big sign saying "Don't even try it" with at least a hundred fake IDs glued to the wall. And I was like, oh, let me try using my uh my uh, fake ID that says it's already expired, and you know that I'm like Doctor Patel from <laughs> India. <laughs> um, it was a pretty good fake ID, but it, it you know it had its flaws. But it didn't take this lady three seconds. She just looked at it and said, "This is a fake ID," and crushed it right in front of me. It turned to dust in her hands. She just knew it snapped. Oh, you know what? Check this out. Uh, Today's Empire's Tomorrow's Ashes, which is a great album. If anybody out there hasn't listened to it, by a band called Propaganda. Who, if you're listening to this, you don't know what Propaganda is. You're nuts. But um, uh, it came out February sixth, two thousand and one. Which means you didn't turn 21 until July of 2001. Yeah, another five months. So they literally were like touring this thing. We must have seen them like the day this came out or something like that. Because yeah, I remember was I was 20. Cool. I, yeah, it makes sense because I was already 21. You were the yeah. last one who wasn't 21 on my right. birthday. Not that this is interesting to anybody, but mine's in February. So I would have turned 21 in February 2001. Yeah, yeah like everyone was 21 except me, I remember. Right. And it, and it wasn't a 21 and over show. It was an 18 and over show, but 21 to drink, right? Yeah. So, yeah, right, so that yeah. was your thing. Yeah, I remember that. And she was like, this is a fake ID and just like crushed it in crushed front of you. It. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, you can have it back, but you can't come in. I was like, lady, why would I want that back? It's, you know, a pile of dust. <laughs> mom's gotcha old mom's wetlands mom got me she did she, 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 she i'm probably on that wall of defeat right now where did you get that fake id i never um, had i'm not i i don't know if i'm not rebel enough but i never had a fake id when i was a kid it was uh a friend of mine had gotten the machine i guess either that laminates or makes the ids from someone that actually worked at dmv at the time oh. and it was before the new jersey licenses where they are now yeah. like you know the holograms or well there was a hologram but you know it was those old like white red blue licenses yeah right. you know where you could go in like with someone's birth certificate and get a, like a dupe you know and there I mean? wasn't like all these markers and everything on it yeah it was like those old school ones and he had the machine so you know he just took my picture i think he charged me 200 i gave him 100 up front he took my picture in front of like you know a blue rag or some shit, and uh, he made me the idea to look great. But the idiot, 
he put an ex- in the expiration date, put an expired date. So some people wouldn't take it. But all the bars around here took it. You know what I mean? Like all the hazard bars took it. I never had a problem in Jersey. But once I met mom. <laughs> screwed it all up. <laughs> yeah, mom and her good eye. You I know? wish you still had that just so we could see what it looks like. Like I want to, as now at thir- in my 30s, to look at what a 20-year-old or 19-year-old thought a, uh, a good, good fake, fake ID, ID looked was, like. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Because it's not like this guy was like, you got it from, was like some professional dude. He was just like another nah, dude. Like yeah. Just taking a picture in front of a sheet and shit. Yeah. Well, needless to say, he did not get that second hundred dollars due to the expiration date. Uh, kids now are fucked. I mean, you can't, there, there nah. can't possibly be a thing as... I, I heard someone faking those, but I never saw one, but I heard about Although, it. Although, yeah, I, I guess. I doubt it I mean, looks good, I mean. But you know what? I, I, and I'm just, I, I'm guessing this. I have no proof in this or whatsoever, but maybe the uh, even though the license, the technology of the license has uh, gone so much, uh, you know, it's become so more advanced, but also technology is easier to access and you know right, so there's right. probably some computer kid out yeah, there yeah and like kids are getting smarter and smarter on computers with, so if some old guy could figure that out on a computer I'm sure a kid learning computers can do the same thing and it's not like it's not like fucking money where they're like they're, they're I mean yeah they don't want fake license but they're not going to be spending all the money in the world in order to like make it so they can't be fake yeah. like, like they do you know with actual currencies so I guess it'd be interesting to know yeah I don't know I wish we were young enough still that a fake license would <laughs> be We worth should just it. become bouncers at a bar and see what's up. <laughs> that might, that might That's nor- your calling. Normally I would laugh at that, but that sounded pretty <laughs> That's good not right a bad now. Idea. Yeah, whatever. Free booze, free entertainment. A friend of ours is I'm not gonna say his name, but a, a friend of ours uh I'm using code names. Is I'm not even gonna use names whatsoever. Not even a code? No. Damn. Uh a friend of ours is uh working as he's a musician, he's a guitar player, and he he, he went out to the to the west west coast to uh to you know follow his dreams. Or I know who you're talking about. And uh I hope you do. I just don't want to say his name on a thing. It's not bad, but I you know, whatever. I just don't want to use names. Does his name go by three letters? Like if you were gonna call him by his name, would his you first use, name? Would you w- does he have a three word name? His first name or his last name? His like if you were gonna talk about him to me, would it be three three names? No. Okay, so it's not who I'm thinking of. No. Because you would know him instantly who I'm talking about. He used to live he used to live on my parents' street. At the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was actually talking about him today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Oh, that's a great story. I got to tell you what I why I was talking about him today. Okay. So uh, I guess uh, we're gonna ramble a little bit here. Yeah, I, let's just ramble. <laughs> we'll get back. Second to the episode. I do want to get in. I do want to get into the the lineage, uh, the storyline of all this. But um, anyway, it, I don't even know why I'm telling you this, but he, I found out through his ex girlfriend that he's and the re- this is the way I found out. Like she was like talking about him. She's like, whatever. He's just working as a bouncer anyway. Like, like, and uh, I mean, I guess like thirty. He's a bouncer. Yeah, I know. Start taking roids. I know. I I know. It doesn't make that much sense. (laughs) I I think she means. I think she means by a bouncer. She means like the dude who takes your idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she made it seem like it was such like the coat check guy. She she made it seem like it was such like a uh, a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like like whatever. He's just a bouncer. But Uh, does he still play? That's the thing. I think. Yeah, I think he's still. Yeah, yeah, it's a job that like allows you to still play. Yeah, yeah right. And be in the scene. Right. That's exactly. It. Nothing wrong with that. I just when people are like, just he's just uh, like actually, I was hanging out with uh, an ex of mine um, last week. Actually, code names. Yes, uh, again, code <laughs> names. Especially this one. I'm never bringing her name up in the air. Okay. Um, <laughs> the most recent ex. Gotcha. And uh, and um, she was talking about somebody that we went to high school with, who is uh, a bartender at a bar around here um uh, there's uh, a couple of those yeah yeah right exactly that wait that we graduated with or went we to high graduated school? with yeah in it, our grade in our class yes right? in our classes okay. i know this is not inter. okay this oh, is not in- it down this is not, <laughs> this is not interesting for anybody listening to this i'm sorry we're gonna i'm gonna zoom past this real quick but anyway <laughs> it's just the reason i'm bringing it up is it's the same thing she was like she was like well i don't understand why he's still just a bartender I'm bartenders like, make mad money yeah. and also what if he's fucking happy yeah my thing is and i might be saying this because i'm i'm recently unemployed and and i i try to do entertainment stuff like w- with the stand-up comedy and this podcast and the music and everything like that and uh really don't have any desire to have like a an office job even if it was well paying or anything like that 
although I might be forced into one of those sooner or later. But I don't I don't get when anybody is says that somebody just does something. You know what I mean? And I might have been like that earlier in my life. Oh, people are so judgmental of other people, make themselves feel better, all that crap, all that psychological crap. No, you know I know. I mean? But it, it is true. You know what I mean? People love to put people down to justify what they're doing to make themselves feel like they're so damn successful or whatever. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, that was the thing. Like, this this ex of mine, I mean, it, she's an admin assistant, granted in the city. Um, but, you know, I, I know what you mean. She doesn't make a lot of money. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and That's, like, almost still entry level. Yeah, it's yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. So for you to sit there and be like... Uh, for you to sit there and be like, and he's still just a bartender. <laughs> well, maybe he enjoys being a bartender. You know yeah, what I mean? And if, you know, if what she's talking about is how much money he makes, you know, they have good nights, bartenders. Yeah, totally. No. You know? All right. So anyway, I didn't need to get through it, whatever. What were yeah. you say? Oh, oh. I just want to tell you a real quick story about that person. Well, Don't wh- tell me. Tell the audience. Yeah. Well, you know, um, this isn't that interesting either, but it was why <laughs> it's weird that his name was brought up twice in one day and. You know, okay. Oh, our friend on the odd. our friend on the left coast. Yeah, yeah. Our musician friend on the left coast. Yep. Um, who, if you're if you're listening to this, uh, and I'm sure you figured out who you are by now, <laughs> we uh, we love you, and we we, <laughs> we there's no judgments. Bounce it up as long as you're still playing guitar. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. And I don't know what you did with your tour bus, but I wish you gave it to us because that thing was sweet. I don't remember a tour bus for his old band. His bus oh. thing was awesome. Okay. Remember we took it to the hotel party. Okay. You now we're getting way, that. we're way specific. How are you now? Remember, this is like good stuff. Like that was a great <laughs> night. That was an awesome night. All right, tell your story. Oh man, I could talk about that night for an hour. But anyway. So that dude that's gonna remain nameless that lived on Devon Street and is a bouncer <laughs> now and he went to high school with and <laughs> um he uh you know, he would come see our band play, even though our style of music wasn't his cup of tea. He would uh still come see our band play. And we spent all day hanging out with him before our show, drinking, hanging, boozing, smoking, you know, all that stuff, you know. So when I, I think they get it. When I was younger and we were in the band, I had a tendency to take a little overboard with the drink, you know, as many people do. But, you know, I was the drummer and, you know, it was kind of, I guess, you know, important for me not to get a little too drunk because, yeah, you, know, you think, you know, Keeping time while you're drunk doesn't really go hand in hand, you know? I think the two people in the band who can't get the most drunk are the drummer and the soundboard mixer. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you're literally the one guy that can't. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't follow those rules. But anyway, we were playing a show with The Saint, and we got annihilated. I think we had, like, a great idea to be like, oh, we haven't had 40s in years. Let's get some Saint Ides and down them. So we ended up drinking like a couple of 40s a piece before the show, like starting at noon. We were grilling and stuff, you know. And uh, the Saint, uh, by the way, is a is a, a really cool club in Asbury Park. Yeah, it's they're small, still around, right? Yeah, it's yeah. still there. Small little hole in the wall, but yeah. they see great bands. You know what I mean? And yeah, and a lot of bands have uh, like on their way up have played there. It's mm-hmm. a really cool. Place. Yeah, and that's where we played with. Uh, well, he Gigi was dead, unfortunately, because I would have loved to have met that psychopath. Oh, uh, but that's where we played with the murder, the junkies. murder junkies. Yeah, right, it might have yeah. been that same night. But we were playing a show there that night because I remember the drummer wanted to use my drum seat and the drummer plays naked. And I was like, that ass is not touching my drum seat. Oh, yeah. Dino, he, he thinks being naked is, uh, him playing the drums naked is often requested. <laughs> Highly doubt it, Dino. <laughs> Highly doubt it. But, um, yeah, so anyway, do down the block, lots of 40s, show with the Saint, and uh, I got annihilated. And, you know, they carried me on stage pretty much, like in a wheelchair, dumped me in front of my drums. I think I do remember this. We played the show. Show was over. Fell off the drum seat. Show wasn't very good. I'm rolled sure. off stage. No, quite the contrary. It was you one don't know, of our. You were fucked up. Well, I'm going by the the nameless neighbor down the street, <laughs> oh, okay. who's a very good musician and wouldn't hesitate to judge. Said that it was amazing how we got so annihilated, and then it was like a switch. You know what I mean? We, you know, annihilated, dumped me in front of the drums. Switch goes on. He said. <laughs> You know, played the entire show. Everything was wild, crazy, good. And then as soon as the last song ended, fell off drum seat, puked, rolled, carried me, 
threw me in the van, <laughs> took me to the hospital or something. <laughs> well, know. I mean, I'm going to... But he was just so astounded that that could happen. Like, how does that happen? You well, know I'm I mean? going to agree with him because that's one of the reasons I'm comfortable doing this podcast with you is because <laughs> no matter how fucked up you are when I show up, I know when I hit record, all of a sudden... It's time for business. Which I'm kind of disappointed in a little bit. I, Why? Because I could always get more fucked up if you want. I get fucked not, up right now. Not yet. We're gonna get into uh, all of that later, uh, on, uh, later uh, on. I fully expect there to be shows where where shit just goes sour. <laughs> but right now, I'm enjoying. That's why I don't mind just riffing like this in our second episode, even though I kind of want to stay online. Is because I'm enjoying our banter together that we haven't had yeah, in, in forever. Um, but I do, I do want to say that I kind of remember that show, and I and uh, so for the people at home when in this band. And uh, that was when we used to cover Jenny from the block. <laughs> okay. I don't remember that either. <laughs> I wish I hadn't told you that. <laughs> um, you don't remember that? Uh, what? Tevis used to scream, the Bronx. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> he just wanted to scream the Bronx. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that. But I guess, so, okay, apparently. So in this band, um, I was the guitar player and singer. I, there was two guitar players, two singers, whatever. But I, I'm not going to say I was the lead singer, but I was in the middle. So, uh, so I was, you know, if you're going to look at your, your regular band formation, I was the guy in the middle of the stage standing directly in front of the drums. Yep. And, um, I remember, I think it's this show. I mean, you were fucked up a lot what, of the shows. same show. We're yeah. Still talking about yeah. That? Yeah. Okay. But there, uh, there was a break in between, <clears throat> not even a break in between songs. Like there was a little like guitar break in the song I I know and, and, uh, <laughs> and I turned around and looked at you and you were <laughs> literally sleeping on the hi-hats <laughs> and I knew in the funniest part about it, you know why I do that though, you, right? No. And I was yeah, going to say that the, yeah, the yeah. funniest part about it is I knew why you're doing it and it's the same reason that you would fall asleep on the bathroom floor when you're really drunk is <laughs> yeah, because true, it's true. cold and comfortable. It is so cold. So you were you were if we're in the in the maybe like four bar break of whatever was going on, like <laughs> a build or something. Taking like that, a quick snooze. You were snoozing on your hi hats, <laughs> and then and then I was about to hit your like symbol with my guitar headstock to be like, "Yo, wake up!" You know, we're, the song's about to come in, but you just like popped right back up and Business got right time. back. Yeah. So I guess you're right. But yeah, I know drummers out there know what I'm talking about, especially the heavier. You know, drummers that really, you know, give their life on stage. Wait, do you mean heavier as in the music's heavier or fat drummers? <laughs> fat drummers, um, I guess both because I'm sure fat drummers get really hot when they play. But, you know, heavier music, heavier people, faster music. You get hot. It gets really hot up there. You're getting sweaty. So the hi-hats, you could always count on them to be a nice... It's like flipping the pillow over. You know what I mean? Oh, that is nice. You could always count on them being nice and cool. You just rest your face on it. Takes the body temp down, and then the four bars are over, and you got to sit back up again. <laughs> well, see, the reason I was worried is because every time that I've ever been so fucked up that um, I ended up sleeping on the bathroom floor, <laughs> uh, I, I didn't get back up. You know what I mean? Like, you hit that coldness, and then well, you're Well, if you're on the bathroom out. floor, you're fucking uh, wrecked. <laughs> although, it would have... I know, I shouldn't say all the times. The few times, I guess. Um it would have been funny though, looking back at it in hindsight, if if like we went into this big build, like ching 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 ching, and I stayed rock, asleep, and you stayed asleep, <laughs> and then it just went nowhere. That would have been pretty cool. Nah, man, I always uh, I always knew what time it was. I'll give you that, Richard. You were a professional when it comes to <laughs> doing things fucked up. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And I guess that's what our down the street bouncer friend was trying to say. <laughs> that's exactly what he was trying to say. <laughs> so we see we've done a half hour of this already. Yeah rambling rambling uh it's fun rambling no definitely so okay so last time we did this we uh we were talking about um meeting each other in elementary school and then uh i wanted to talk about i didn't think we would get here so quick but was there anything really uh, significant i want to talk about that bike accident yeah let's talk about it because not because it's crazy not because it's uh not because it, it it doesn't really have much to do with us as friends or our our relationship, um, but it was a pretty crazy story at least. And and like I said before, like I really think that like uh, later on in life in my twenties and 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 stuff like that, like I had like pretty severe anxiety problems. And I'm not saying that to be like to try to like act like oh woe is me or whatever you know and there's a lot of people out there with anxiety problems and stuff like that but i would have like some you want some xanax i wouldn't no, <laughs> i don't i'm just kidding no, i'm good i i want um 
and like I would have panic attacks and uh, and and weird shit going on in my head, like to the point where I thought like I was having like a stroke and shit like that. Could be because that bike accident, man. That was some serious shit. So all right, so let me set up. So anyway, we're now at this point. We're in what sixth grade, seventh. That grade? That was seventh grade. Yeah, seventh grade. And in New Jersey, uh, I don't know if it's like this everywhere because I know some places like elementary school goes to sixth or seventh and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, in our... At the time, it was sixth, seventh, and eighth was considered middle middle school. school. Right, exactly. And I know they call that something different, but it doesn't matter. So we're in in middle school now and we're at our middle school and um, there was like a soccer game going on or something like that. Something. It was after school. Yeah. And I was, uh, I I considered myself to be uh, a a BMXer, I, I suppose. Uh, it's a dying breed right now, man. I know. Everyone rides those Debo bikes now. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen like a Mongoose or a Haro or a GT Performer since those days. I still BMX is still my favorite thing out of ever out of skateboarding and snowboarding and all that shit. Like I on Instagram, I subscribe to uh, like different BMX Instagrams that just put BMX videos up all the time. That's you know, great. I mean, I just sit there and watch them. Anyway, so I consider myself to be like a BMX dude. And uh, I don't know, was there girls there? Like, who did I want to impress? Or did I just want to show them? Nobody. Yeah, yeah, right. You just wanted to do it. You were, like, really determined. So there's, like, the, goal. there was this, like, four, like uh, I guess basically what it was was, like, there was probably some sort of fucking pipe or something. Yeah, it was a pit to access, like, water turn-ons or something like water, that. Water. I like that. You said water like you're from Philly. Wa- no, that'd be water. <laughs> no, water. Yeah? Yeah. Right. There's water down there. I'm adapting. <laughs> and, uh, um... Yeah, so and then they would they built like a concrete enclosure around it and it was topped off. So it was probably about I don't know, four feet in the air. Yeah, about four feet. But the actual top half of it was I mean, if it was four feet by four feet, like the actual surface of it, you know, like I don't even know if it was that much. So in my head So you were probably eight feet your head was probably eight to ten feet above the ground, being on the bike, right? Yeah. So this is what I, I so here's I'll tell you what I remember. So I remember I was on top of there and in my fucking shit brain, I thought that I guess what I thought was going to happen was I was going to bunny hop off of there and then I was just going to with no speed and yeah, <laughs> just straight which bunny. was cool. I think I, at that point I could do like a standing bunny hop. But but I yeah, right. Exactly. I yeah, there was no going forward. There was no going forward. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I in my mind, I thought that I was just going to bunny hop off of there and then the, and then like move forward and then the bunny hop would land on the <laughs> fucking concrete and then everybody would start high five and throw me <laughs> on their fucking shoulders. And that would be like the legend of the school. And uh that's not what ha- if you if you're following this story right now I'm, I guess you're you, you're guessing already that that's not what happened. Basically, <laughs> no. what happened was I wait. Do you remember that old man rooting you on and he, like he knew disaster was going to strike and he was like, "Do it, man, do it." He like wanted to see some injuries. Yeah, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to tell more of the story because I'm literally getting. I kind of missed it though. I was I was like I don't know. I was somewhere in front of the school talking to somebody at the time. And I kind of caught like the ass end of the destruction, but I remember the old man like rooting you on for disaster. But I could see he kind of knew that it wasn't going to go so good. So who was this old man rooting a child on? To I, get I hurt? know who it was, but I don't want to say names. Oh, it was someone's it, father. Uh, okay, right. Uh, and you know what? Now that you said it, it makes you total know who sense. It is. And, yeah, and this dude was a dick. But, <laughs> oh, uh, you knew him? What? You knew? Him? Oh no, it wasn't the father you're talking about. I thought it was. I thought it was a. Uh, well, I'm just gonna say Momo. No, it wasn't Mo. <laughs> okay. It wasn't Mo. <laughs> no, no, Mo, Mo was there for the aftermath. I think all he right. tried to steal your bike, <laughs> thinking that we get lost in all the chaos and he can make off with a Diamondback tail whip. That tail whip was <laughs> fucking sweet. Oh, I wish I still had that. Anyway, so okay, pays three hundred dollars for a bike with no kickstand. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I went, so I went, and I, um, and inst- I didn't even get. To, and this is the last thing I remember. I didn't even get to pull the front handlebars up. Like there was no semblance of a bunny hop whatsoever. I literally took two pedals. The front fucking wheel went over the thing, and I just straight went straight down. Shit. <laughs> no, ha- no, uh, no fucking hands to break the fall or anything. And I and uh, I know this later because uh, I ended up looking like fucking um, sloth from the Goonies. Oh man, you were so fucked up. But uh, I, I I literally landed all my fall from like. A, 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 you know whatever whatever we said four or five feet 
down plus the momentum of the bike and then the bike on top of me and everything straight stri- on his face right on his eye straight on the left side of my face and then that was it for me um i you don't remember well, that, yeah right? so basically what happened i'll take it from there no this i know funny <laughs> so basically what happened was this so i hit fucking down most of your bike it was it was literally like it was literally like in a movie is the best way i could describe it is i was going down and then and then uh, like the blackness and then slowly my (laughs) eyes opened and i was in the hospital really yeah. that long because there was a while yeah i know i know i know so good so it. most deals your bike he's like going to get help mo and he just takes okay, off on your mo bike. is not this dude's name or anything but mo is uh is a father of a uh, he just loved to say mo yeah so he's the mo and he was a maniac yeah going to get help mo so he was out and he stole a bike your bike and uh you're laying there hurt so that's when i was like holy shit so i came over there and i helped you up and i was like all right, you know, I guess Mo's gonna <laughs> Mo's gonna get the ambulance here, so we gotta do something in the meantime. So you were so disoriented, you didn't know what was going on. You were rambling some random shit that I don't remember. But uh, we went into the school, and I was like, I gotta get him like an ice pack or something, get him some ice. So the whole time you're like, so wait, was I like up and walking, or was I just laying walking. dead on the floor? I mean, you laid there dead for a second, yeah, but then you were up and walking, and you were just like holding the side of your face, you know. So uh, I was like, I gotta get him something. See, like, see if the nurse is there or something. So we walk into the front of the school. You know, I'm like, you know, come with me. And you're like, where are we going? You know what I mean? Saying some weird shit. You didn't know where you were. So we went to the nurse's office, and I remember, you know, every school has those like blue ice packs that they give you. Like, you know, you just go to the nurse, you fake something. Yeah, they give sure. you a, they give you a that lozenge j- and an ice gel, pack, the yeah. gel ice pack. Yeah, you yeah. know, you're like, oh my god, I got the shit. So like, uh, here's a lozenge and an ice pack. So I knew they had them. You know what I mean? So we went to the nurse's office, and lot like uh, you know, like they kept fucking roids or, or ketamine in the fridge. There was a lock on it with a padlock. I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit, what the hell's going on?" So you know, Dev's like, "What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do?" I didn't know what was going on, but I like broke the lock, and he's like, "You're stealing from the school." <laughs> I was like, "It's all good, man. If they knew the destruction, they'll let me take an ice pack." But it was just so funny the way it happened. So yeah, so I was just I was just out of it, but yeah. yet still worried. That you were stealing <laughs> school property. See, so we're not kleptos. You were worried about an ice pack. You know what I mean? So Yeah. And uh, I still feel like we owe Union Ave Middle School one ice pack for that. Yeah, and a master lock. I guess there's no way to really explain it. And, and probably explaining the story, it didn't seem that bad. I wish I could find pictures. If I could find a picture, I'll put it up on the website with this episode so people could see how it fucked Yeah, your seventh grade was. class picture. I mean, it's not. it was kind of down the road a little bit. But you're still kind of fucked up in your seventh grade class picture. <laughs> yeah. It's you know, it's still a little you know, it's and not you. I, re- sure. I remember this. Uh, so uh, that was uh, around the time where I was like, like hooking up with this girl uh, or whatever. Do you remember that chick, uh, Nicole? We can just say her. First oh name. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was hot too. Yeah, and uh, and I was like super stoked that I was hooking up with her. Um, <laughs> two days later <laughs> that happened and i literally this is what happened i was like out for the count for a few days and then uh one day i'm just fucking uh, most stole his bike yeah nothing <laughs> no, yeah seriously and one day i'm i'm laying on the couch fucking watching power rangers eating teddy grams and shit with an ice pack on my fucking head <laughs> and uh and the fucking doorbell rings or well that's a lie because my parents never <laughs> yeah, had a fucking yeah, had a my parents are not wealthy enough to have a doorbell <laughs> installed so she knocked on the screen door there, and it opened a, by itself there was a <laughs> knock on the door and my mom was like, oh, somebody's here to see you. And I thought it was going to be like one of the neighborhood kids or whatever. And I went to the door and I opened it up and it was this girl, Nicole, who was super hot. And I had, I, had, I was lucky enough to have hooked up with yeah, her. She the was time. like a sex pot. Like, you know what I mean? 12 years old, but pff, Jesus. <laughs> 12? Were we 12? We were 12. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway. So um, I went to the door and I literally saw her. Like I opened the door and I literally saw it in her face where she was like, oh. <laughs> you looked at her with the good eye. Yeah. And she like literally like like was coming. I guess she was coming. I don't actually I don't know. She had to have known about it. right? I, I have no idea. I don't know if she was coming to be nice to check up on me or she didn't know anything happened. and She was just coming to hang out or something like that. You know what I mean? But I opened his door like and tried to play it cool. Like, hey, Rochelle. <laughs> and she was just like. 
just came to say hi. Okay, <laughs> see you later. And I never saw that chick again, ever. Really? That yeah. was the last time you saw her? Well, yeah, in that capacity. I mean, yeah. I'm sure I saw her like around after oh, that. Man. But like, as far as the chance of hooking up with her again went, totally destroyed all yeah. that. Maybe that's where my anxiety came from. Maybe it wasn't so much the blunt <laughs> trauma to my head, but more the uh, lost it with uh, Hot Nicole. Yeah, man. That so. chick was pretty fly. <laughs> So anyway, that's the story of the bike. That was a uh, that was a big thing at the time. And you know, whoever's listening is a lot worse than you're thinking. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> and uh in all my years of BMXing, that was that was definitely the worst. And you know, I don't know. Whatever. So anyway, you know what we should do we should take a picture of that block and post that thing. You think that's still there? It's still there. Really? Well, you know, they want to just lop off a block. <laughs> I mean, I know the school went through some changes, but it was just additions, and you know, now it's called something different. It, went, it used to be called Union Avenue Middle School, and now it's called Hazlitt Middle School. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. yeah. See, I just I just came back around this area so because I, I think Beer Street is now an elementary school, so that's like the universal middle school for all Hazlitians. Okay. So it's called Hazlitt Middle School, but the block has to still be there because there has to be some kind of important pipes and you know valves and knobs in there that has to be what that's for you know what i mean it's not a secret passage to the janitor's like you know master maybe maybe it's like a a fucking mario pipe and that's how how the uh, janitor get like real quick gets to the other side of the school there's throw up in the gym and it's like but i remember when actually speaking wrapping this back into video games and us as children i remember your lying ass by the time you that I beat Zelda when I didn't even own the game? No. I'll I, somebody else. I remember you <laughs> telling me that there in oh, you, I know what you're gonna in say. Mario Brothers that there was like a certain move that you had to do in that wall I guess backstroke in baby. that water yeah waterboard. And if you hit like a fucking brick the right way, you would do like a backstroke. Uh-huh. And I sat there for fucking weeks <laughs> trying to do this, like trying to fucking do this. And, and it, there was no internet back then. This was like 87. I promote determination, baby. Yeah. <laughs> for weeks and weeks and weeks. And really what ended up happening was Richie didn't know what the fuck he was talking about <laughs> and thought that he felt left out. So he made some shit up to make yeah, it seem. Yeah, I don't think I had a Nintendo yet. To make it seem like you knew more than anybody else. And and yeah. And still to this day, if I play Mario Brothers, I try to do that backstroke. It's never going to work. Imagine you can. <laughs> but that was the, my other video game lie is actually pretty hilarious because uh i was talking to some kid that was in our grade and uh let's just say he is a turtle with arthritis and um we're talking about zelda and i never played zelda. i don't think i own zelda i kind of hated that game a little bit oh so you were talking to this kid back in the i thought you were like reminiscing with him recently but you this you're saying no, you're, no. you're talking with yeah right, yeah right, right. yeah like fifth grade you know and we're talking about zelda and uh, he's asking me how to beat a certain board, so I'm like just telling him things. I just I knew what the premise of Zelda was, so I gave him this random advice on how to beat this board, and it was just some made up shit. I never owned the game. I just wanted to act like I beat the board, you know. And I told him some random advice, and he comes into school the next day, and he's like, I beat the board. I was like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, yeah, I did exactly what you said. I was like, holy shit, I gotta get this game and kick its ass now. <laughs> I know what it's all about. Well, you probably just said fucking stab shit with a sword. I mean, what else did you <laughs> No, say? I said, like, you got to move this rock and you get a special, like, you know, weapon behind it. And that's how you beat this thing. You know what I mean? There is dude, a lot of rock moving and weapon. Dude, move the rock and beat the board. Wow. He was a happy turtle. <laughs> I always thought in Zelda, uh, and this is God, how- if he ever hears this, he's going to know we called him a turtle with all the writers. <laughs> But he had the best penmanship around. Well, why don't you get more specific? Maybe he knows uh, it's too late. Um, uh, what was I going to say? So, anyone who's familiar with Zelda, the first thing you have to do in that game is go get that sword from that dude in the cave. You don't have to move a rock, but you have to go get a sword. Anyway, uh, and this is how stupid I was as a kid. As it says, master using it, and you can have this. I, I think I'm, I might be paraphrasing a little bit, but it says master using it, and you can. So basically, meaning. Meaning get that, your skills up. Yeah, if you master using this, then you could have it and use mm-hmm, it. Yeah, yeah. But I thought what it meant was that there was some master that was using it and <laughs> I can have it. And I didn't I never understood. Where's this master? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> right, well, if the master's using it, why could I have it? <laughs> I don't know. That was how stupid I was when I was a kid. 
I didn't know this was going to be the video game show. But Nintendo, man, come on. I mean, it's not like we're talking about like role-playing games or Assassin's Creed or any of that crap. I mean, those don't get me wrong. Like the, you know, the games look great. They're cool to play. But like, just you know, the way that they suck kids in. Like, we played our fair share of video games, but. Once someone was at your window throwing rocks saying we had to go down the block because everyone's just talking on the street corner, we put the game on pause and we got out of the house. You know what I mean? Like, See, that is not what this is not what I want this podcast to be. <laughs> is to be uh, a bunch of older dudes talking about back in my day. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not about, you know, the, the video game thing. It, it is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, what's it called? It's an epidemic, you know? Oh, is it? I don't know. I think so. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Do you ever see kids out doing things? You're ever? Right. No, you're right about that. Never. And I think we talked about that last episode a little bit. Too. Oh, it's true, man. You never see. Well, it's because you have everything at home now. Manhunt. Like, we also. Know? But the thing is, is that in order to to find uh, pictures of a naked chick, we literally had to go scour through dumpsters or find like <laughs> yeah, yeah, find yeah. like the random treehouse in the woods. Or like or the shit. kid whose dad was a pervert. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Like the kid who lived around the corner from me. Like I, re- I remember like be- I was in his fucking uh, shed in the backyard and we like found his dad's Playboys and like it was the happiest moment Wait, of my what, life. Around which corner? Because remember when that dude's shed blew away and all his Playboys blew all over the blocks? It was yeah. like a hurricane. Yeah, that yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, so I uh, wish I saw him scooping up all the Playboys. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, there was a there was a um, a friend of ours in elementary school uh, put together a pretty impressive Playboy and Penthouse mm-hmm. collection. Super perv, and uh, and was um, squ- squirreling them all away in the shed at his <laughs> at his parents' house. Squirreling. <laughs> <laughs> and um you know would sneak out there every once in a while and take a look at a couple titties feel good about himself put them <laughs> back in and uh and so uh, a few years later i don't even know if it was a few years later. i don't know how long it was but anyway it was he, after an impressive collection was built up that's yeah for there, sure. there was probably i'm gonna say i'm estimating here but i'm probably gonna say there was about 50 fucking <laughs> yeah. episodes uh mag uh what are they called issues, issues yeah. yeah and um and then a, a a hurricane came whipping through. Well, it was a real hurricane, but like it was it was it was whatever the hell it was, whatever storm it was, was enough to rip the shed off from its foundation. <laughs> and the shed tipped over, and then these playboys and penthouses just went spreading all over, like all over the, the whole block, the whole block. <laughs> like they were blown everywhere. And this dude was freaking out, like fucking running around trying to collect awesome. them all. Running around in his boxers trying to scoop up Playboys, <laughs> all his mommy, all that. Um, that is hilarious. Like he looked out the window and he's like, "Man, this storm is holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> Ran outside and just started scooping shit up, and we were all just uh, laughing at him. That's so funny. Yeah, I wish I seen that. <laughs> You're on the wrong side of the tracks. I know you missed Dead out footbridge. So. Yeah, look, we're coming to the end of this already. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we're pretty much uh, summing up seventh grade here. <laughs> you know, between the bike to, fall and the Playboys. I wanted to talk about that bike story because it's fucking... I don't know if it came off as severe as it was uh, through this podcast, but... It was severe. Sometimes sometimes I still, I'll get like a pressure on the left side of my face and really? shit like that. Yeah, and I, you know what freaked me out is, you ever see the show uh, Six Feet Under? No. All right, well... For anybody at home who's seen Six Feet Under, uh, I, you, you, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. But the the Peter Krause's character—it's been a while since I've seen it, so I don't remember all the names. But Peter Krause's character is the main character in the show. He gets into a car accident, and he ends up getting this uh, this thing where I don't—I forget what it's called, and uh, I, I can't really look it up right now because we're having Wi-Fi problems. But uh, but um, is it basically is this thing where like because of the impact on his face, like the. Uh, the veins got like tangled up and I'm, oh, I, I, I know that I'm not doing any medical justice to this. I'm so people, Whatever, whoever's listening to this vicious. now and knows what I'm talking about is probably like you're saying the complete wrong thing. But anyway, the gist of it is, is whenever I don't know what something is, I always call it an embolism. Cause that always sounds like embolism scare me. It might be, you embol- know what that is. No, or, I use that for everything. I think, yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> I, Cause I don't know what it is, but if you say that shit, I think it's like it. the uh, related to like a blood clot. Or yeah. Something people like that. take that shit seriously, like embolism. And then they start worrying. So anyway, this guy, he got this thing where like the veins, like the blood wasn't going through the veins the right way or the veins were tangled up or some shit. And that was like the ailment that he had. And uh, he ends up fucking dying from it in the show. Well, spoiler alert. I'm sorry. If yeah. you haven't seen Six Feet Under yet, uh, maybe you want to shut this off for the next, <laughs> fast forward for the next 30 it's too seconds. too late. Dude's dead. But he ends up, he ends up fucking dying of it. And he, and in like in a pretty crazy way too, like he's sitting there 
and uh, he's talking to his girlfriend, and he starts trying to say that his his arm, his left arm's numb, and he starts going numb arm. That's numb always arm, stage one. Arm, 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 and then he falls oh, over. It's like shit. crazy. So I, as the hypochondriac that I am, at the time that I was watching that show, like literally started freaking out because I was like, shit. I think the reason I have all these pressures on the left side of my head is because of this bike accident, and I probably have what Peter Krause had. And sooner or later, I'm screaming "Norm" and falling. How's his age? You get a Norm? No. Well, <laughs> with the thing with anxiety uh, and panic attacks, um, uh, which I'm sure a lot of people listening to this uh, suffer from and probably know, is that you could literally like make yourself feel, you know. So like, if you're having anxiety, like there's been times where I felt like, okay, I'm having a stroke or okay, I'm having a heart attack or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So if like you're having an anxiety attack and you start thinking like, oh man, I hope that my left arm doesn't go numb. Your fucking left arm will go numb. Yeah. 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 You know, it's pretty mm-hmm. insane. Like that's the weirdest thing about. Yeah. But you have like this superpower because not to go off topic real quick, but we were watching Faces of Death that one time. <laughs> this is like really freaky because this is like borderline uh what's a clairvoyance mixed with a little like supernatural shit here because we're watching faces of death and uh it's this one where this dude starts handing out stuff because he's gonna blow his brains out so he's giving out all his like no it's, possessions and valuables no that's not true at all it's the it's the most famous one it was the H. but our melvin <laughs> What is that his name? But Melvin's from the Larry. <laughs> <show>. <laughs> I don't know what's his name. Something, something like that. Uh, yeah, it was like Larry Bud Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> is that the same dude? That's Larry Bud Melvin from the David Letterman show. And oh, and man. although he is deceased, it was not from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Then what's this guy's name? It was like Bud R. Dwyer. I oh, think. Bud R. I yes. well, something. Bud. Something like that. It's Bud R. Now I have no idea. Now I got to look it up. Now what happened to Bud R? Was he gives out all his possessions, like, you know, when people kill themselves, they give out their stuff to people. So he's giving out his stuff. I also don't think that's true. And then, what do you mean? That's what, exactly what happened. I thought he was making, like, a, a speech in front of He people. was. He was making, oh, okay. but he started handing things out to people. I don't know. Maybe it was, like, things he had to do for work. But it was a speech, and he's handing out things. But then he takes out his final envelope, and pff, it's a 32 special. And the dude takes it out. Everyone starts screaming, blows his brains out, and his nose starts gushing blood after he blows his brains out. Right. And we're all watching this together. And the second his nose starts gushing blood, Dev's nose starts gushing <laughs> blood for no reason at all. Like, your nose doesn't bleed from sitting watching TV. Well, okay. So it, it definitely wasn't um, some sort of clairvoyance, as, although I would love to have some special power like that. It was something. I think it was more just... Uh, uh, it might have been a little dry in there, or it was just it was just a coincidence. I know how it was freaky for everybody. That is it was a serious because nosebleeds are what like one every five years, and you have one the same exact time as Larry Bud Melvin. <laughs> was it? Um, was it? Uh, yeah. See, th- right here, I'm, I'm reading Wikipedia right now. Uh, on that day, Dwyer called a news conference. And oh, it is. It's but is it Bud R? It's Bud R. Yeah. I knew that. Was I got it. Bud R. Dwyer. On that day, Dwyer calls a news conference in the Pennsylvania state capital of Harrisburg, where he killed himself in front of a gathered reporters with a uh, 357 caliber revolver. I don't think he gave anything to anybody. He he he, he called the news conference and oh, was okay. like, and was like, it yeah, this like place he was sucks and stuff I'm out. out like he was handing things out to people, and then he takes out his final envelope. Yeah, it was the tray five seven, and so yeah, and then my nose started. But uh, I mean, at right that, on cue though. At that point, <laughs> were we uh, were we into the things that would make your nose bleed? Because that might be another possibility. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, because we were in Greer's room. Oops, last name. <laughs> Who cares? We were, <laughs> we were in his room, which would make it high school, which would make it too late. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so that could have been it. There could have been a lot of things, but it, I guess that is weird as as this guy's his last blood is pouring out of his thing. I turned and I remember I was stunned. I, think about I was stunned by it, and I turned around to you guys, and I was like holding my nose, and I was like, "Guys, what is happening?" <laughs> yeah. Like when you get shot with the silence, <laughs> you don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Blood. Wait, so now we got onto the Bud Melman thing, and <laughs> saying that you know his name, uh, Bud R. Dwyer thing, and what was I saying before that? Um, I'm totally lost now. Damn. Maybe uh, some, something about the severity of your bike accident? Oh, oh, yeah, no. Right, well, I was talking about panic attacks and how oh, it right, 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 right. And yeah. anyway, yeah, and, and the thing with that was that uh, 
is like if you tell a doctor that you're having pain. Well, nowadays they'll just they're like Give you ching, ching, yeah, and they can't wait to just load you up with drugs that are eventually going to ruin your fucking life. But um, but back then, uh, when I would and well, I guess they sold drugs back then too. But yeah, back then it was the lewds. Yeah, no, we were not alive in the seventies. <laughs> what they had lewds till the nineties. Lewds, lewds <laughs> got got uh section what is it section one classified what schedule one uh, schedule one in like 92 93 well i i'm gonna go on record and say i've never got any lewds from the doctor i, wish I am I not the wolf wish of Wall we were Street. around the lewd days i think the lewd days were the 70s and the 80s i don't think there were any lewds by the 90s. well yeah that's when you know they were the disco biscuits remember right but but they were around, but like they weren't in their heyday. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> fair enough. You know. So yeah. So in, but the doctor would tell you that you're having panic attacks, and then they would tell you to breathe, like just to breathe. And my worry was always like, okay, I get that. Like if you if you breathe or like you know try to meditate or something like that, that you might be able to ease the panic a little bit. But also like, what if I am having a heart attack? So like right, right. you know what I mean? So like what if what if I'm having a heart attack and I'm like, oh, this is a panic right. attack. Let me just breathe brain. through this yeah. and then fucking and then all of a sudden my family has to be like, well, I don't know. You were sitting on the on the on the couch breathing and then you just fucking died. You know what I mean? Well, I guess things get a lot worse and people know. But I mean, that's what you know. My younger brother. He uh, he's got anxiety. I mean, my whole family's riddled with anxiety. It comes from that old Italian crap where everybody worries about everything and everyone and doesn't tell anybody anything <laughs> when they're sick, and it's the stupidest thing in the world. But we all have severe anxiety. I mean, I chose. You suffer from anxiety? Yeah, I get anxiety, but you know, what I mean, I chose the self medication route, which keeps me anxiety free twenty four seven. See, that even worsens my anxiety. Yeah, no, it makes mine way better, and uh, you know, so I don't have anxiety, you know, for that reason. But my younger brother, he's got it too, and you know, he tried the self medication around. That's not, that's not his his gig at all. He doesn't like it at all. He hates drugs, so he's a very healthy dude. He does everything healthy. He's like point zero 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 one percent body fat. He does like the caveman diet. He goes to the gym every day. You know, he eats like nuts and he berries. Only, he only eats what he kills. It pretty much like that. I guess that's what the caveman diet like is. Like Joe Rogan. You could only eat what like a caveman would have ate, like a, a, a fish on a spear and like a nut. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's how he eats and he's really healthy. But like his anxiety cure is breathing. He meditates and sure. like, well, I do that breathing now. exercises right. and it, he said it totally helps him. And he's like, you should try it. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reach for the bottle. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do that now. I, I, I meditate all the time. And, you know what I mean? I'm, a, I'm a, an advocator for meditation. Yeah. I meditate twice a day. It's it's definitely changed my life, especially in the past uh, six months where um, for the, the listeners at home, uh, I've, you know, the, the last six months or actually probably the last year of my life has, has been fucking rough. Like bad shit has happened. And, and you know, we'll eventually talk about all that. That's one of the reasons we're doing this podcast is because, like I said in the last episode, the concept is kind of like two dudes that are kind of like down in life right now trying to trying to like, you know, just relate and be friends again. And then eventually, you know, hopefully there's hopefully there's people out there that can relate with us and and are going through the same kind of things and, and stuff like that. So we'll get to all that. But, uh, yeah, I meditate. Anyway, we're yeah, over our well, time. It works. And also, real quick, um, a lot of success, like, you know, recovering addicts that actually stay recovered, because I think it's like a 1% chance of you staying recovered when you're an addict. But usually that 1% end up like yoga fanatics. Sure, yeah. You know, meditation right. fan. you know what I mean? Exercise, like, you know, which yeah, is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's usually, you know, unless you're super god you know, like it's either religion or yoga. Right. Like pretty much that's the only way you're going to stay clean. Well, I'll tell you what, in the past, uh, I've, I have really been um, exercising and, and meditating for about six months now, I'd say full time. Uh, you know, I, I, I always exercised, but real like real hardcore eating healthy and meditating, exercising and the whole um, like I'm going to a wedding this weekend and I'm not even going to drink. Like, yeah, right. uh, and I swear to God, I, like, I, I'm just, I, 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 it really does. Like I'm getting to the point. That's cool. Stay sober and suave and just snag a drunk chick. It's <laughs> yeah. a good well, idea. Be nice. yeah. It's really good. But yeah, I mean, the more you do that, it does, it, it almost makes like, uh, like last Saturday, um, we had to go to a party and, uh, and, uh, I, we were drinking all day and I ended up getting hammered and, uh, 
and 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 by ten o'clock I was fucking just totally sloshed. Like I there was brownouts. I don't remember some of it. I ended up friggin' like hanging out, like going meeting up with somebody and hanging out to like four in the morning that I probably shouldn't have and all this you know, all this shit that you do when you're drunk. You know what I mean? And uh and it just don't feel good about it. like normally I would be like, Yeah, I did this, I did that. It just it just doesn't feel good. And and I didn't I wanted to get up and run the next day. I couldn't, like all yeah, that yeah. stuff, you know what I mean? So like I could I could and I've only done it this far and I'm sure that I'll fall back into a crazy drinking binge <laughs> at one point. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm all healthy. I hope by like, I'm talking five, six podcasts in, we're gonna get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do we will do one pie once we're we're established and we have some listeners. And and hopefully and things are going okay. We'll do a podcast. Oh man, it was as not going to be good. I mean, that's when won't. code names go out the window. Well, and we might, secrets start spilling. Well, I guess what we'll what we'll probably have to do is maybe we'll bring like a more responsible human being in. We'll do like <laughs> Watch three us. thing, and then me and you will do like uh like get as drunk as possible, like as quick as possible for an hour or something. We'll we'll figure that out. We'll do that. Oh, I can't wait for that one. Yeah, I know you can. <laughs> um, all right, so we gotta go. We, we gotta, got an outro we, song. Well, I we don't have any. Uh, we don't have any Wi-Fi in here um, because you steal your, that, your neighbor's uh, Wi-Fi. That <laughs> lack of techno, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but, you know. Oh, I didn't see your science oven, by the way. Is it here? My what? Your science oven, and you have a science oven. Oh here? yeah, there's a science oven. Here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna play this song uh, from our high school band, and we're not gonna play much of it. It's just gonna just gonna take us out. So whatever. Don't judge, motherfuckers. Anyway, we'll see you back. Oh, and uh, obviously we don't have a name yet. We can't think of a name for this podcast. Sooner or later, by like this is going to go on for a while. I feel well, we're not going to be able to put these episodes (laughs) up until we have a name, so we're going to have to figure that out. So Mm -hmm. hopefully, next podcast, uh, which we'll be recording in a couple days, we'll have a name for it by then. But if not, whatever. As of now, this is the Nameless Podcast with Devin Ritchie, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.